feels perfect Other days it just ain't working The good, the bad, the right, the wrong And everything in between Yo, it's crazy, amazing We can turn our heart through the words we say Mountains crumble with every syllable Hope can live or die So speak life
Uh, yeah, there was uh, probably about an hour from where we live in Frederick, Maryland. I know that, I know there was uh, some serious flooding, um, and then uh, some other parts of Maryland. I think to Ellicott City, uh, which is out near Baltimore. So, yeah, there's been some flooding here. We actually um, had a lot of rain. I don't think it was the last week. I think it was two weeks ago. Uh, where it rained about a good five or six days straight, and I mean, it really poured <laughs> all day long. So um, I even changed my my route to work that week because um, the way that I go to work, um, it is uh, like it'll flood pretty bad if I if I go that way. So um, I actually changed my my route to work just for that very reason. But yep, it it was flooded here. Um, in, in different parts, but uh, I believe it is all done away with now. Yeah, well, that's good to know. It, it looked pretty bad. I I saw it today on um, whatever. I think I was watching the, something. Something was on, and it came across, and and it could just I could just see the water. So I thought, oh my goodness, I had not heard about it. So um, just wanted to let you guys know I hadn't heard about it. If I did, I would have reached out. So, But glad you guys are okay. Um, hopefully everybody is safe um, or, you know, getting there, working through, because I'm sure the aftermath is probably as difficult as going through it. So prayers out for, for the Maryland area. Um, Rodney, any announcements from you before we get started? Uh, not that I can think of. Uh, we only have a few weeks of school left um uh but just you know personal things going on my sister uh is graduating from uh from nursing school uh this summer uh she uh her big ceremony is next Friday June the 8th and so we're going to go down there June the 9th for a graduation party um and then we're having a uh birthday party slash gender reveal for Tamaria on June 23rd. And then uh, I'm going to go back down to Greensboro, North Carolina for my sister's pinning ceremony, and that'll be uh, July 18th and 19th. So just a lot of personal things going on. Um, I will also say that uh, I am almost finished with uh, the third draft of my novel um, that I've been writing over the last nearly three years, um, you know, just going back and uh, I've, I've made all of the 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 edits that I needed to make, but just going back and just rereading it, um, you know, just to make sure that uh, it makes sense and, you know, I'm closer to publishing it. Uh, so we'll see. I I'm I'm very grateful that uh that I had the patience this time to just see it all the way through and uh I I'm really surprised that, you know, when I look at the bottom uh left hand corner of the of the page, I I'm so shocked to see that it is hundred and sixteen pages. Um not all of that is text, you know, it's you know, um table of contents and all of that stuff. But it's about a hundred I would say about a hundred, five hundred, ten pages of text, and uh, I mean, I remember when I hated writing three-page papers. <laughs> so we'll see. Hopefully, uh, hopefully that will be um, out there in the near future. We'll see. Okay. How you about know, you? Thought... What's going on in your world? 
we should um we should we should revisit uh t- your your book Tired of Being Black. It's been a long time since we have discussed that in that you know, in that aspect, the just the book alone. I know we talk talk about things related to that, but um we should we should do that soon. We should have a Monday night geared towards that again to wake it wake it up. So we'll have a Tuesday night geared towards that. How about that? Oh, it's gonna take me forever. <laughs> but I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. Sorry, you guys. Just be patient with me. Um, I do want to remind people here. Um, tomorrow I will be speaking at Nerd Night. Uh, really interesting. And, and from what I understand, Nerd Night is basically everywhere. I think it's in all states, but. Um, as far as I know, so I guess for those of you who, who are interested in it, you know, Google it and see if you have Nerd Night in your area. Um, here it's once a month, every last Wednesday of, of each month. And uh, I went last month just to kind of check it out because I knew I would be speaking. It was very interesting, very interesting. Some great discussions they had. They usually have three speakers per night, and it's at this this place called the Rec Room, which is like, to me, I, I describe it as a big Chuck E. Cheese for adults. It's like this big game room, this big old building for adults. So it's really interesting. Um, nothing formal, you know, just laid back. They serve the pizza and, you know, the beer, the Cokes and all that. You could just kind of, and you could play games. You can have fun. So I'm looking forward to that. I am I am so excited. I probably won't get any sleep tonight because this is just what I love. I it just I could do it <laughs> all day, all night, and feel like I don't have to sleep. So for those of you who are here in Memphis, please come out and show your support. Um, I'm expecting a lot of people, so we'll see. We'll see who shows up. But that's all I have going. Um, I'm still um, honoring being 50, turning 50 this year. I'm still honoring it in a major and great way, just simply by, so this topic is so timely, just um, continuing to become, I guess I would say. Um, And I encourage young people, gosh, I say the sooner you start on yourself and start honoring yourself in a healthy way, taking care of yourself in a healthy way, boy, it, your life will be so much better. Honoring God, you know, as it says, in your youth so you don't uh, regret your your older days and older years. Um, but at the same time, no matter where you are, how old you are, it's so worth it. The start is so worth it. So I'm excited about tonight's topic. We were supposed to have it a couple of weeks ago, but Rodney and I, uh, probably more me, we've been you know, just doing other things, and uh, we haven't had a show in a few weeks now, and so now we're here for our new night on Tuesday night. So want to remind you guys that the phone lines are open if you have a question or a comment. For those of you who are listening by way of phone, you can select the number one. We'll pull you in by identifying your call area code and the last four digits of the number that you're calling from. Um, be prepared to share your comments, ask questions, so that we can move along with the show. As far as the chat line, I didn't open it, but I'm going to do that right now. Uh, oh, so I, I'm, oh, oh, I did. You got it open? Super. Yeah, it's open. 
Super, super. So if you're listening to us uh, using the chat uh, chat room, please post your comments, questions there, and we will uh, get to them as quickly as possible. If you're listening through Facebook or any other entity, sometimes we're not able to to know that you're there. So if you have a message, you can send us, uh, post it on Facebook. You can send us a private message if you want to share something, and we'll be back and forth from Facebook as well. All the other social media parts, the Twitters and all that, we I don't. I'm not on it doing the show, so just want to get that out there as we start this new night. Um, uh, maybe we'll change that going down the line. And, and actually, we, Rodney, I think I mentioned this to you. I think pretty soon this is going to be a lot of work. I think... I know you did it once before you went live while we were doing the show. Mm-hmm. So we'll talk about that. Maybe we'll do that later. But um Okay. You wanna share the trash can, baby? Sounds good to me since we haven't done it in a while. Um, for those of you who are uh new to the show and even those of you um uh who are Regular listeners, um, we do have something here, uh, the Butterfly Evolution Show. Uh, what we ask everyone to do um, is to find the trash can that you use um, on a regular basis. And even though there's a lot of symbolism when we talk about the trash can, uh, you can literally move um a trash can that you use all of the time. And the purpose of you moving the trash can is that we want you to see how many times you go back to its original location or the the uh, popular location for this trash can. And count how many times or see how many times you go back to its old location. A lot of times we do things not because it's necessarily right or wrong, but we do things just out of habit. We do things because they are routine. Um, and if you translate that into your own life, how often do you find yourself going back to uh, situations or going back to old locations just because you are used to it being there? And Sam, I'm going to add something because I, uh, I, um, it's funny. I was, um, I've been reading the book Who Moved My Cheese with uh, <laughs> some of my sixth graders, and <laughs> and. Um, you know, I think it's I think it's so relevant. Uh, you know, when we talk about you know our trash can baby here on the show, because if uh, and I won't get into the whole book because you may be like me and didn't even know that the book existed until um, <laughs> not many years ago, uh, and maybe you haven't read it. But I would encourage everyone. Uh, it's a it's an old book, but um, the book Who Moved My Cheese basically talks about. Um, you know, it's a story of four mice and how, you know, two of the two of the mice, two of the mice, you know, they got really once they found the cheese, they got really comfortable, and they thought that that cheese would be there every time they went back. They thought once they found the cheese, that they were set for life. They would never have to work again. They would never have to look search again, do anything, because that cheese was going to always be there. But what they didn't realize was something was happening every day to the cheese. Well, you know, one day they went back and the cheese wasn't there. The other two mice, you know, they they noticed that it was, you know, um, they noticed that it was slowly, like, you know, going away. 
And so they started making uh, preparations. And so when the day came that the cheese was no longer there, they picked up and went and searched for new cheese, new cheese while the other two uh, set their anger and trying to figure out, you know, why somebody would be so cruel as to take their cheese. So I think, you know, thinking about, you know, our trash can concept here and, you know, the book, don't get used to anything being anywhere because sometimes we move things and then sometimes other people might move things. So, uh, but do that uh, not for us, but we'd love to hear from you if you do that. But take your trash can and move it to a different location and just see how many times you go back to uh, its old location. Tammy? Ronnie, um, I read that book some time ago. Actually, a, a, a friend of mine, she was actually my manager at the time and a great friend, um, gave me that book. She was the first person to introduce it, and it was it, it was really mind-blowing. It brought, brought so much clarity. It's really a great, great, great read. So um, I piggyback off you telling people to to read it, get it, read something. We're all about that, but I love, love, love. Maybe I need to revisit it because it's been, gosh, it's probably been 15 years. Um, mm-hmm. Seems like, like forever, but love it. So, um, okay, moving right along. Tonight's topic is boundaries should be a lifestyle. Um, gosh, I almost don't know where to start because I can remember a time where I was this, I was such a people pleaser. I mean, such a people pleaser, and now I'm totally opposite. Like, no really is a sentence for me, and you don't. People don't have to put a period <laughs> behind it. They don't have to do whatever. But I am okay with no, absolutely not, and some other things as well to go with that no if I have to go there. So it's interesting, um, I won't say interesting, but it's, it's really a topic for me that I've, I've truly been on both sides of the spectrum. Well, I said people pleaser and got to a point where I can't keep up with this. I can't do it anymore. And the one thing I know for sure is takers will not set boundaries. People that will steal your time, take your time, will use you and hang you out to dry so they can use you again will not make boundaries. When they're so awful, when you make boundaries, they will make you feel guilty or attempt to make you feel guilty about setting the limit of where you where you begin, where they end and you begin. And there is nothing wrong with that. It really, again, like we're saying tonight, it should be a lifestyle. Because if it's not, especially in today's world where we are amongst takers, um, you will you will be burnt out. You will find that you're the one that at work, everybody is throwing the work off on you, the extra work. They're volunteering you for more uh, while you see others kind of doing nothing, playing around, taking time off, taking three-hour lunches. You're the one doing the bulk of the work. Um, you may find that your family members don't respect any of your space or your time or friends. 
So you'll find your relationships, you'll find yourself thinking, I, I just can't do this anymore. I can't keep up. You'll find yourself burnt out. So boundaries, um, what I'll do is read the, the description of the show. And for some reason, Rodney, I can't think of it on the chat. It's still just kind of turning. So as long as you're out there, I'll keep. I'll try again in a little bit here. But it won't let me thus far. Okay. So boundaries are limits and or spaces between you and others. It is an understanding of where you begin and where the people and things in your life end. In order to have healthy boundaries, we must know and understand who we are. And I think that is important. Most times we don't know who we are and we're lacking. Um, I'll say for me, um, I realized that as much as I thought I had the self-esteem, the self-worth, the self-love, all the selfish, I guess I should say, for myself, as I continue to grow and become um, okay with Tammy in every area and every aspect, my past, my pain, my present, my now, all of that, I, when I look back and realize how much I let um, life control me or people, I guess I should say, people control, trying to be that people pleaser, trying to make sure that everybody else is okay, um, before you're okay, it's kind of like the airplane thing, you know. So if you're going down, put put you know, take care of yourself first. Put the gas mask on yourself first, so that you can help others. I think we were taught um, differently, or that we grew up seeing um, the people who raised us doing differently. Like, I think we come from the era where people, um, I'll just say it's kind of the slave mentality. Um, it kind of, I, my opinion, only spilled over into life, and somehow we've, we've, we have the understanding or think that there is something wrong or selfish about taking care of yourself first or just saying, no, I can't, or no, not today, without feeling guilty or like you are a bad person. Um for not, you know, doing everything for everybody. Because, again, most takers will rarely set boundaries for you. They will keep coming and coming and coming until you have nothing for them left. Not that you said no or you can't. You you have nothing left. So that's what tonight's uh, topic is about. Setting healthy boundaries, do you have them? Uh, do you feel you need them? Do you know where you begin and the people in your life and things end? For work, for example. I was a workaholic. Like, I would work 24-7. And as long as I was doing it, they, they didn't care that I was bringing work home and working hours and hours and hours. As a matter of fact, they give you more because, hey, she's going to get it all done. That was not healthy. That is not healthy. And so many people still do this. It wasn't healthy for my relationships. It wasn't healthy for me. And, and relationships, I mean, even in being a being a parent, uh, being a wife, it just wasn't healthy. So that's what we're talking about tonight. Rodney, over to you. Uh, Tammy, we have a caller, so I'm going to go to the caller, and then uh, I'm going to uh, share my thoughts uh and and by the way, I think you started 
uh, at the perfect place. I don't think you could have started with anything better than that. Um, and I've taken some notes here, so I'm gonna I'm gonna share my thoughts uh, after our caller. So we're gonna go to our caller from area code three one zero. Last four digits are eight four eight five. Caller, you are on the air. Hi, can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, great. I'm so excited about tonight's conversation. Um, Boundaries is something that I feel like about four or five years ago I started to just learn about. I read a book called Boundaries by Henry Cloud and John Townsend, and it was just so eye-opening. But what I learned is the family that I came from, we never talked about boundaries, and they didn't really instruct me on how to set them. There were really no boundaries in the family. So when I went out into the world as a student and also a young woman, I kind of just let people, like, walk all over me and do whatever they wanted. And then when I read the book and I kind of learned, like, hey, I have a right to say no or I have a right to say what I prefer, I just kind of really wondered. I was like, dang, why didn't my parents teach me this? And so I kind of came to the conclusion that they didn't have them either, but it's still, at 35, it's a process I'm still learning, like, in dating and with friendships. And I also have a question for you guys because I get kind of confused because in church they talk about love believes the best, love keeps on, love keeps on, like, believing the best and just kind of keep on giving. But I don't think that's quite right because, like Tammy was saying, you can give to the point that you're exhausted and takers, people will never, they'll never stop. So I guess I struggle with being loving as we're supposed to be in Christ and then also setting a boundary because I struggle with feeling selfish, and I know that's because of the way I was raised. So I hope you guys can speak on that. <laughs> so, uh, Tammy, do you want to you wanna go first or do you want me to go? Um, I'll, I'll jump in because I'll say we have to have wisdom. We have to use wisdom, knowledge, and then the understanding of all of that. And I, I'm so with you because I come from the same um, family, type of family, where, you know, we were taught, or at least we, I was able to see that much of our social learning comes from modeling the behavior that we, we've seen from our younger years on on through. But I, just like people will tell me, you can never love anyone too much. Um, but there's a, there's a, there, that is, to me, that is not true. When, when you love people to, and make them handicapped, that is not a healthy balance. And I think the word that wisdom and knowledge and understanding teaches us that there is to be balance in everything. Like you can drink, water is the, one of the things for you, but you can drink too much of it and die. So it has you have to get to a point where you kind of just become unlearned to all that we, I won't say all, but a lot of what we've been taught and look back at them and say, how did, how did this work for them? And and we don't have to go into that burning building, seeing that it's on fire. Uh, and so that's what I'll say is just just know if it's not working for you, if it's not healthy for you, pra- start small. Start practicing the small things. You know, even if it's you know what I just really need to sit down and and be in silence tonight. I need to call up with a good. That's okay. 
and 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 it start you have to start somewhere so i would say wisdom knowledge and understanding because of course if we can help somebody and they really need it but we should be able we should have the wisdom to determine the takers from the needers from somebody who's truly in need and if we don't mm. then that's where we grow more mm. so so uh, uh Here's what I here's what I've learned, um, and I'm so glad that you brought up uh, the church because that was actually in my notes um, as Tammy was talking. Um, when you talk about putting other people first, and one of one one of the one of the first places where you hear, um, you know, about putting other people first is in the church. But one thing that I have learned, and I've seen this over and over and over and over again, to the to the point where it. it kind of disgust me um, people are are taught things in church in in order for the in order for certain people um, to get what they want there are people and before anybody jumps and says well I'm not that type of person and I go to church or my pastor isn't like that listen we know that uh, that no shoe fits everybody, so we don't even need to go there. But there are people in church or in churches who will say things that may not be biblically correct because they are trying to guilt you into doing things that benefit them. The the unfortunately. Um, it has become a convenience, and it has become a, a, a manipulating um, place for people um, who decide to go. One of the things that I remember hearing all the time in church was you put God first, others second, and then yourself last. That is nowhere in the Bible. Nowhere in the Bible, because how can you get... How can you give God anything that you don't have? How can you give people things that you don't have? If I don't have love in my heart, I can't love God. If I don't, if if, if I only have a hundred dollars, and I have a bill that's ninety-five, how can I give somebody else? But we're taught to believe that, hey, you know, you should always, 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 always put other people before yourself. But if you look, a lot of times those people who do that are always worn out. Those people are always tired. Those people are always miserable. Those people are always complaining and fussing because in most cases it's not reciprocated. And every now and then you'll hear them say, you know what? I do this, 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 and this, and it would be nice if somebody would just say thank you. It would be nice if somebody would just take the time to do that for me too. But you are in control of your own life. I don't mind giving to anyone, but I'm not going to give to somebody and I don't have it to give. I'm not going to make sure that you're okay and I'm not okay. It's just like Tammy used the example from the airplane. 
the first thing they tell you is put your mask on first. Put yours on first and then help somebody else. And so I think that, you know, we have to understand that when we start talking about boundaries and the way that you treat other people and the influence or the impact you allow other people to have in your life, I think we have to remember that ultimately we are responsible, especially if you're an adult, you are responsible. What I, I work in education. What do we teach kids? Take responsibility for your actions. Be accountable. Same thing if you're an adult. So if I'm going to be held accountable for something, I'm going to make a decision that's based on what I can live with. If I can't live with doing something, then I'm just not going to do it. And we spend a lot of time trying to make sure that nobody is mad with us, especially if they are a family member or if they are friends. We don't want anyone to be mad at us. We want people to talk about how nice and kind we are, how sweet we are, how loving and caring we are. We don't want people to say, oh, Rodney, I called Rodney and asked uh, Rodney to do me a favor and He's selfish, and people because people are going to add more to the story, and they're going to have people thinking these negative things about you, and we worry about that. We worry about our image, even if it's not true. We worry about it, and so I think we have to be careful for our own good. Hey Rodney, I want to say one more thing. When we when when we are not when we don't live and operate in bound in creating healthy boundaries, really I think it's number one. It's an internal. It's something. It's something. Whether again, whether it's what we've seen, how we were raised, but but I also think that the more you grow into yourself and just your and taking care of you, just understanding, loving you. Um, I remember the the. Less traveled, and they did. We talked about this a couple of times on the show, but there, there, there was an exercise on a number of people from all different walks of life. But they were all asked um, the same questions, but only one of the questions um, led to this discussion of taking care of yourself first. They all asked, What do they attribute to their success? And these were people who seemingly had. You know, they were happy with their career. They they were happy with their family, their life. You know, marriage, children, seemingly had the perfect life. And all of them answered, "I t- I put myself first. I take care of me." And and that's what we need to understand. Like Rodney said, I can't give you what I don't have. I can't even see myself in the image of God if I don't recognize that I and believe that I'm created in His image. And in that comes so much like we are we are employees for for God. So we should we should exude in, in wisdom and boundaries because when we don't set those boundaries, guess what? When I was out there I was too tired to even read a word, study my Bible. What? I'm tired. I, I can't do that and go back to doing being yes for everybody. 
So it's so much affected by that. And then I think it leaves us bitter. I don't think it allows relationships to 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 really be those effective relationships, powerful relationships connected because we start to feel bitter for what we're not saying and for the things that we're doing. And there's no blessings or blessing in doing things that we really, in our heart of hearts, don't want to do. Even with tithing, I think there's a lot of reasons, you know, we don't see things to reap things from tithing because, number one, we're giving from an unhealthy heart, meaning I'm giving for the pastor. I'm giving because I want somebody to see me giving. But be like the like, give your last. Give it all. If it's in your heart and you trust God, that's who we should be giving it for. So it's the same thing with the giving of our time, of whatever it is that we need to create those boundaries for. So I hope I hope what we said helped you. Yeah. Paula, did you have I mean, anything else? No, I just want to say everything you said I can relate to, and I just I really love you guys' show. I sit and I listen to the shows, Pete, a lot of the time, and shows from years ago. I think you guys speak so much wisdom, and just thank you for this resource. And I'm excited to hear the rest of the show, and I'll be listening and chewing on this again and again, too, because I need it. I really do. <laughs> we we appreciate that. Uh, do me a favor. Um if you press the number one, it should take you out of queue. And that way, if you have another question or comment, we can, we'll know uh, when to pull you back in. Okay, great. Okay, thank you. So thank much. you. Awesome, awesome. And thank you for uh, for, for for being a, a, a regular listener of the show. Uh, we, we really appreciate that. And I hope no one um, takes that lightly when we say that every week because we do mean that. We do appreciate the support. Um, that we get from you guys. Um, something that I thought about, Tammy, uh, while you were just talking, and that is I think we fail to realize um, how much we cripple others when we don't set boundaries. When we are constantly giving and constantly saying yes and constantly accommodating, we're giving people the impression that we're going to always be around, we're going to always be available, we're going to always be resourceful, and they can live off of us or they can rely on us um, to no end. And that's a sad way and a dangerous way to live, simply because no matter how great somebody is to you, eventually you won't be able to rely on them anymore. Unfortunately, people do pass away. Then what? You know, I've heard married people talk about how, you know, now that their wife or that their husband um, is deceased, they don't know, you know, what to do as far as paying the bills. And it's like, well, what's the account number? I don't know. My husband always did it. Or, you know, where, where's, you know, where's this, money or, you know, how do you usually pay this, this bill? Well, I don't know. My wife always did it. You know, what are you going to eat for dinner? Well, my wife always cooked dinner. I don't know how to cook dinner because before my wife cooked dinner, my mom cooked dinner. So it's like, you know, people get used to you saying yes, you know, and, and, and being there. And, you know, even though we may give 
back and forth. Hopefully, you know, it's a, you know, giving and receiving thing, you know, uh, when we do give. Um, But you should still have some sense of independence. Um, One of the things that I hear all the time is how kids today are so entitled. Well, they have, they, they have this, you know, sense of entitlement. Well, where did they get it from? Parents did not set boundaries. Parents give them what they want or just about everything they want. So when they're home and mom and dad won't give them what they want, what do they do? They throw a fit. They're in the, they're in the store. I want this I want that video game right there. Well, we can't do that today. And next thing you know, those parents are trying to, you know, contain that child in the store because for whatever reason, the answer is no today. Well, it doesn't just stop in the home, then they go to school. And they think that everything should go their way at school. And then when it doesn't, Now you have a (laughs) discipline problem on your hands. And then the sad thing is those parents who created this monster come to school (laughs) and want to know why their child can't do extra credit (laughs) for the work that they didn't do all school year. Well, why can't they do extra credit to bring up their grade? Uh, They had 10 months. Why is that not? Or they have four months, you know, or five months because it's the end of the semester. But, hey, I I didn't want to do my work all semester. But I also don't want to see. So you need to give me 20 assignments so that I can bring my grade up. And we got like three days to get this done. And they don't understand why it's a problem. But that's what we do when we don't set boundaries when we let our kids do whatever they want, when we think it's cute and funny when they're talking back at two years old or when they're using profanity, you know, we we call grandma, grandpa, we call, you know, our girlfriends and our homeboys and, oh, man, guess what they did today, you know, and now with, you know, social media, Oh, no, let me take a video. Let me start get them to do it again so I get it on tape. And then when they do it when they're 12, stop, you're embarrassing me. I didn't raise you like that. Yes, you did. But we set people up when we give them this false sense of life or this false sense of entitlement. And then those same people do what? They grow up and become adults. And they get jobs. And they don't understand why things can't be their way at work. They get mad. Or they try to make the people who are doing a good job look bad. Because they feel like you owe them something. But that's what happens when there are no boundaries. People walk around like that, and they 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 have they develop this mentality, and then they just feed it, and they feed it, 
and they feed it until the point that even if they wanted to get rid of it, they can't. Because even if they start to make a little bit of progress, it's like, man, I'm I'm so far away from where I want to be. It reminds me of people who, who, who try to lose weight, right? They go so long not really paying attention to their weight or caring about their weight. And I'm talking about myself here because, you know, I'm I, I'm terrible when it comes to it. It's Mary talking about she know I ain't talking about her. No, but, but seriously, and I, but I've heard people say, you know, oh, I'm going to work out. And they work out for two weeks, and then they don't go back and do anything for two months. And it's the same way when we constantly feed these negative lifestyles. Even when we try to make a change, we do it for a little while, and then it's like, man, this is too hard. I can't do this anymore. Because we've allowed ourselves to get so comfortable that the only thing that we know is just, you know what, this is who I am. And it's not who we are, it's who we've become. And so I think it's important to remember what you what, what you said, Tammy, and that is we need to set boundaries, but make sure they are healthy boundaries and make sure they are boundaries that work for you. Make sure they're boundaries that, that work for you. Tammy? Ronnie, I want to back up to the kids. Um, you brought up so much, so I'm going to try to, to narrow it down. But I was just um, oh, sorry. speaking with Ken about um, our kids today, our, our youth, young adults, down to one-year-olds. And, and I thought about this, how the cost of a, a party for a one-year-old who, who knows nothing about what's going on, um, I mean, their, their, their one-year-old birthday party could cost, could be the amount of my mortgage um, or light bill or something. And so from, from almost, from probably before the child enters the world, we we have this way, in my opinion, not all of us, but in my opinion, of of telling these kids that whatever you want, this world is yours. Whatever, and we we start at a very young age, keep treating them like they have jobs, like they are bringing home a check every day, and they can get what they want. I mean, if you think about it, there's a one year old birthday party. There are some kids that have birthday parties every year that cost, again, I'll say a couple of hundred dollars. Every time you turn around, and I'm not saying something's wrong with pictures, but if you have a camera in front of a child's face just telling them all this stuff, you're not teaching them how to set personal boundaries, how to, like Rodney said, you go to school and now there are boundaries. You can't do what you want when you want how you want it. Yet, at the same time, we see adults doing just the opposite. They want to do what they want. You know, you've got to be at work at 8 o'clock. You might get there at 8.30 and expect the boss not to say anything. Just like the lady, we wanted to talk about that tonight, Rodney. The lady, and I don't know, I can't remember where this is, but the, the parent 
who decided she was going to drive through um, the the section that she was not supposed to drive through at school. She was just going to disregard what teachers are telling her, no, ma'am, we have these this section zoned off for the protection of our kids. But because she's running late, it doesn't matter. I'm running late. I'm going to drop her off anyway. I'm going through these cones. I'm taking my child out here. That is ridiculous. That is simply ridiculous. So, and and not to make matters worse, she goes live on TV talking about the teacher who decided, I'm going to jump on your car and I'm going to make you stop, which is what he should have done. And she's saying he is he's crazy. He needs to apologize for that. And that's how self-centered and selfish we are. But I also think a lot of that is coming from, from people just being generally frustrated and sick and tired of themselves, that that they are not able to, to set healthy boundaries for for their life. And so now they're tired, they're frustrated. It's this, this egotistic me, 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 because I can't on my own, I can't verbalize what I want. I can't tell you no. So I'm just going to act out in a sense. And and Rodney, as I sit here thinking, I think about my, 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 my son. I think about how how I gave Brandon this disease. Now now he's changed a lot, but circumstances changed him. Peep, seeing people that you did so much for, like like I'm dealing with Brandon in seventh grade, I believe it was, saying, "Mom, you know, there's this young, there's this guy in my class who's never been on a on a field trip. I've been on several." Can he go in my place? His mom can't afford to, to send him. And I want, I mean, I wanted to instill that in him, but I didn't create balance. I didn't help him define and, and, and create balance and boundaries, healthy boundaries, because it went. He, he, he started to go above and beyond to where it was affecting his life. So I, I, I didn't do justice. So the genera- these, these generational curses continue to go until we say we stop and look and say, okay, how do I stop this? Well, we stop this by stop doing what caused this, whatever this is. That's how we stop generational curses. If we if we want a generation to stop having uh, babies at a young age, guess what, young girls, stop having sex. Get get you a husband and education, whatever. Get that first. Or if you got to have it, or at least protect yourself, at least. But we stop these things even with something, boundaries, which, a lot, which we don't often think about how it affects our lives. We don't think about the effects of not having boundaries in our world. Because, again, it tells you where you begin and things and people end. And it that has to be. If not, it will run you crazy. Your potential, your purpose, your passion will, will not come forward to the degree it would if you would set those boundaries and take time for yourself, God, the Word of God, reflection, silence, all of that. It just will not happen. 
And people, even with me, I'll speak for myself, much of what I did for people had nothing to do with them or glorifying God. It had all to do or much to do with with how I wanted them to see me, how I wanted them to value me, what I want them to think of me. There's no, there's no blessings in that, none at all. So, gosh, I mean, with even I think the last thing I remember you saying, Rodney, was about how we say that we're going to do things. Um, even like with going to the gym, I've started to try to be so intentional about keeping my word, and it is so difficult. From the smallest thing, if it's I'm going to wash my hair today, oh, gosh, I'll say that for five days. <laughs> and it makes no sense. <laughs> I'm even learning to close my mouth and just do it. Just stop saying what I'm going to do so much, and I think even that wisdom brings that. Do it at that time that you're going to do it, because if you say you're going to do it, and you say you're going to do it today, you say you're going to do it tomorrow, oh, I'm going to go to the gym, I'm going to go, I didn't go today, I'm going to go tomorrow, you know, or say it and just be so intentional by any means necessary, by any means. I work out 6.30 on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and I tell you, it's the hardest thing for me to do. In fact, this morning I laid there and I kept looking at the phone. I was hoping for some kind of cancellation. Don't come. I'm not doing something. It never came. So I got my little self up and I went 6.30 and I'm going to do the same thing Thursday. But did I want to? No. But if we're going to break these chains that we have, boundaries being one of them, you guys, we got to start. Like Rodney said, your word So if you're telling yourself, I'm going to set boundaries, find a way, even if you just have to say, okay, on Fridays, I'm going to try to keep that day for me. I'm going to grab me a bite to eat. I'm going to watch a good movie. I'm going to spend it doing what I need for me. And then when someone calls you on Friday, if it doesn't go with what you said you're going to do, if you don't find relaxation for yourself in that, no, I can't. I am working on me. I'm working to to have more quiet time with myself. And once you start you start to set boundaries, you also start to see who's really in your corner. Cuz those who are will be so respectful of what you're doing. The takers, like Rodney said, baby, they're going to hang up the phone and call Aunt Sally or your best friend, your your um your your same best friends, I guess, your your circle, and, oh, you're going to be everything now. But, again, your boundaries are to get to that. Your boundaries are to know, again, where you begin and these people end. And so if that's what happens, guess what? They're, they're possibly the one, they're your takers, and they probably don't need to be in your life right now until you are healthy at setting and sticking to those boundaries. Back over to you, Rodney. Tammy, when we think about boundaries, boundaries are limits, correct? Mm-hmm. Why is it that when we to ourselves, we 
We we limit ourselves. We'll we'll we'll, we'll say, I cannot do this. We'll say, I'm a single mother. I'm a single father. I cannot go back to school right now. Or we'll say, um, you know, I cannot run this 5K. We are quick to limit ourselves and think of what we cannot do when it comes to us. Oh, I can't go out tonight. Oh, I can't I can't meet up with my friends tonight. I can't attend this meeting. I can't I can't go to this class. Um this training is going to have to wait. We anything that is for us that could possibly benefit us, we are quick to find excuses as to why we can't do it or why we can't make it or why it is not the right time when it comes to ourselves. However, we give other people open access. There are no lines drawn. People, we will allow people to use us until there's nothing left. We will encourage other people and then sit on our own talents. Hey, go to school. Oh, you need a ride to get to school? I'll drop you off. You need a ride to get to work? I'll drop you off. You need bus fare? I got it. We find ways. I mean, we get real creative when it comes to empowering other people. But when it comes to us, we are quick to reach for excuses. When it should be, hey, let me set some goals. Let me come up with a plan. Let me go out here and do something so that other people will see my light shining and have a desire to do the same thing. When I talk to other people who are successful, it inspires me. I've watched things on TV or, or I've held conversations with people or I've read articles, read books, and the first thing I think is, oh, man, I'm going to go home and, and work on my novel today. Or I remember in 2015, was it 2015, 2015, 2014 or 2015, I remember I went to Al Sharpton's Education Summit. And while I was there, I said, man, I can do this. I should be doing this. And the next year, I hosted an Education Summit. Like, I I, I get motivated by seeing other people and what they're doing. And not trying to do the same work that they do, but with my own purpose. And so we have to stop being afraid of being successful. We have to understand that and that the best things that we can give people aren't necessarily monetary. 
sometimes the best thing that you can give somebody is wisdom. Sometimes the best thing you can give somebody is is knowledge and is understanding. And so we need to keep that in mind when we're dealing with people. If if you need something from me, okay. What does it look like for me? And I and and I was telling my I, and I was sharing this with my siblings um, over the weekend because they came to visit us. If I'm working and I'm bringing in a decent amount of money, what makes you think I'm gonna give it to you for free? But we do that. I'm going to go out here and work extra hard. And all you have to do is ask me for it. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to work. That's crazy. That's crazy. Because what are you going to do when I no longer have that? When I was growing up, I... I was more mature than people in my, you know, the people that that I was around, but it took for some life experiences to happen for me to realize I wasn't as mature as I thought I was. But everyone around me was was, was older than me. And, you know, I remember, though, that, you know, I was the only one with a car. Well, what happened? Everybody always called me. Hey, can you take me here? Hey, can you do this? Hey, can you pick me up? And me and my young, ignorant mind, oh, my God, man, I got so many friends. Oh, man, all these people care about me. Oh, like I felt like I was like on top of Mount Everest. I was like, oh, man, like because everybody was calling me. Everybody was Blowing up my phone. Everybody wanted to be around me. Everybody, yo, rotten in my man. You know, I was everybody's boy. The first time that car didn't work. I knew you were going there. I was home on the couch watching (laughs) TV. And phone didn't ring not one time. And they still... Manage to get wherever they were going. They still manage to take care of all of their business. They still got to work. They still got to school. They still got to the club, to the laundromat, wherever they were going. It wasn't about me. It was about the convenience. Who can help me right now? Not only that, Rodney, who will? Because the, and, and, and who and, will? <laughs> like who will is probably even more important because that sometimes I mean there are people who can have that car but they already know oh oh Johnny ain't taking me and if he do I'm gonna have to give him ten dollars <laughs> you know so uh-huh. call Rodney you know or call whomever <laughs> and and they and they knew it too and, and and so the funny thing is you know now uh. Uh-uh. I do things as I see that I should. If I cannot make it 
somewhere, I'll just tell you, hey, I'm not gonna make it. Hey, I can't make it. I am, and 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 one of the things that you know I had to teach myself to be conscious of is I don't owe you an explanation either. Because <laughs> a lot of times we feel like we have to explain to people why the answer is no. Now you're setting a totally different boundary. No, you don't owe anybody any explanation. Now, if you're married, you know, there there better be some explanations up in there. But you don't owe anybody any explanations. You know, I, I, I watch people sit and try to, like, you know, I don't know, like, give a dissertation about why they can't do something. Hey, we're going... We're going to the party. Are you coming? No. Why not? Because I'm not coming. Well, there's got to be a reason. Click up. <laughs> you know, we, we, we have to start thinking about our health. We have to start thinking about our well-being. And to everyone listening, please understand that everyone's boundaries are going to be different. Some people are going to have, you know, um, it's going to look like California, like they have that much room. And for some people, it's going to look like Delaware, and that's okay. But learn as much as you can about yourself. Pay attention to your thoughts. Pay attention to your words. Pay attention to your actions. Pay attention to your responses. Pay attention to the people you decide to let into your life, to that you decide to let into your, your home, into your car. Pay attention to everything about you. And then from there, say, okay, this is who I am. This is what I can deal with. This is what I can take. This is what I want. This is where I'm trying to go. And do it. Stick with it. And anything that tries to interrupt or anything that tries to tear down those boundaries, realize that you don't have to do much. Just know it's not for you. If people can't respect your space, they may not be for you. And it doesn't matter who it is. And just because I set boundaries, doesn't mean that I don't love you. It doesn't matter, you know, that you say, well, Rodney's being me. Okay, well, you know, I understand that's your perception. I respect that. But it's not true. And I don't need to feel guilty. You know, and and that's why, I, I, you know, I say, Tammy, you know, I don't judge people. Whatever you need to do to to to, to feel happy, do it. Even if I don't understand it. Even if other people don't like it, you have to do what works for you because in the end, only you can answer for you anyway. Tammy? And I think it's important, too, that we realize that we cannot work our way 
into into heaven and that our work we do is not going to you can't outwork anyone or or do all these things and 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 God is more pleasing with you because again you got to think about your heart and most times when you've not set boundaries you're going to find that you have become bitter angry fatigue all of these things so your heart is not going to be right in your giving, in your doing. And I think it all goes back to, we could tie it back into the gifts of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We, we want to do and be, we want to do everything and be everything because we're trying to keep up with everybody. Whereas I may not be equipped to do. God may not have given me, Rodney, the same thing he's given you. And those are the things I don't feel like we grow weary in doing. When we will say, if I have the gift of serving, if I have that, if, if serving is just in me, then I, I will not get tired of serving if my life is, is, is in balance. And if, if the wisdom mm-hmm. and the knowledge is there, then we will know that it has to be balanced. I've heard somebody say that fence, the, the boundaries are not to, to keep people out. It's to fence you in. Mm-hmm. And I think that was power. So it's not to, to keep people out or to fence people out. It's to keep you in. And I would say in, in your limits, in your purpose, keeping you passionate about life, about the purpose being, even with our purpose, like, I see my purpose now as glorifying God. That's it. Like, when, when is what I'm doing, is it to bring glory to God or to myself? Is this part of my DNA, my spiritual DNA? Is this Tammy or is this coming from my soul? Is this Tammy or am I looking... Oh, is this Tammy doing it for God, or is this Tammy looking for recognition for herself? Because I think it all ties into self-esteem and how how free, awake, conscious, aware that one has become. Because when all that happens, boundaries are mandatory. Like we said, it's a lifestyle. You have to have them. You have to maintain them. You have to enforce them. Period. Like there's no in between. And you understand that with that, people, you're going to lose some people. But don't don't you don't you always when you make changes that don't accommodate people, these self entitled, self righteous people that think you and everybody else, even God is on their time. And sometimes when when we don't have those boundaries and we're just all over the place everywhere for everybody, for the takers, I think we we are not doing them justice because sometimes we're in God's way. Like we're we're in his territory. We're perhaps not all the time, but when people when you keep having to do the same thing for the same people, and they don't care about you just work 12-hour shift and they got to go to the grocery store, but they didn't ask 
Johnny, because, again, Johnny might charge them $5. So they're going to call you. You go. You wait on them. And you got to take them when they're ready to go. Now, you can't take them when you – no, you got to take them when they need to go. So when you when you allow people to control you like that, guess what? We're not helping them because that may be areas, and I'm sure it is because if, they if they're taking from you and considered to be takers, they're doing it to someone else. And you can't continue to do things like that and serve God, what comes with serving him. You just change. You have to change when you are seeking God seeking his kingdom, seeking his word, when you are getting up to bring glory. Now, you guys, it doesn't mean it happens every day because Lord knows I have some days. But what what is so great is I recognize those days where I used to just remain in those days, and those days turned into weeks, and those weeks turned into months, and those months turned into years and years and years and, and centuries. I mean, seriously, so we we just get in the way. We get in our own way, and we get in the way of others when we don't have healthy, healthy, non-egotistic boundaries. I just think they are mandatory. Back over to you, Ryan. Hmm. Tammy, I'm going to read an article that I found earlier Um and it says, is your family holding you back? And I want to hear your, your thoughts on this. And, and to any of our callers, I'd love to hear your thoughts too. Um, it says, when some individuals begin to develop boundaries, they say, end quote, but my mother or father or sister or brother is my best friend, end quote. They often feel fortunate that in times of family stress, their best friends are the family in which they were raised. They don't think they need an intimate circle of friends besides their own parents and siblings. They misunderstand the biblical function of the family. God intended the family to be an incubator in which we grow the maturity, tools, and abilities we need. Once the incubator has done its job, it's supposed to encourage the young adult to leave the nest, connect to the outside world, and establish a spiritual and emotional family system on one's own. The adult is free to do whatever God has designed for him or her. Over time, we are to accomplish God's purposes of spreading his love to the world to make disciples of all the nations. Staying emotionally locked into the family of origin frustrates this purpose. It's hard to see how we'll change the world when we live on the same street. No one can become a truly biblical adult without setting some limits, leaving home, and cleaving somewhere else. Otherwise, we never know if we have forged our own values, beliefs, and convictions, our very own identity, or if we are mimicking the ideas of our family. Can family be friends? Absolutely. But if you have never questioned, set boundaries, or experienced conflict with your family members, you may not have an adult-to-adult connection with your family. If you have no other best friends than your family, you need to take a close look at those relationships. You may be afraid of separating 
individuating and becoming an autonomous adult. And this comes from uh, www.boundariesbooks.com. What do you think, Tammy? Ooh, Rodney. <laughs> well, you guys, <laughs> fortunately what I think is boundaries first have to start with family members because, again, you got to think about our social our social learning comes from family, from the people who raised us and who the family members of those people. It's like our family members, our extended family members. Um, we learned our human social learning came from them. So if that's the case, and we and we've we've learned to. We've absorbed it, and we've learned to, um, I guess, model their behavior, and we continue to do so, then we're all just in this dysfunctional relationship. And I truly believe that, that the lack of boundaries is causing some of this disconnect that's in family members, that's, you know, relationships of, with family, because... I'm sure you guys can relate. It can't just be um, what I'm seeing here, but I'm seeing siblings against siblings. Like, yeah, they may get together and they may, I'll call it, uh, fake the funk. You know, you know, funeral, um, they come together. Uh, maybe a family reunion, maybe. And even then, there's there's tension because nobody even wants to pay for the cost of family reunions. I mean, you could set a boundary that should be there. In order for us to have this family reunion, guys, we need money. You can set boundaries there, and people will get angry with you. But they mm -hmm. want family. And so it has to start with your family first because I think if you find yourself in that um, dilemma, that's the first place to look because that's where you got it from. Somebody in there taught you and somebody else in your family. So now all of you kin people are trying to do this relationship thing with no boundaries, yet you're finding yourself resentful, bitter towards cousin, towards grandma, towards mama, towards dad, because I guess maybe they think they don't have to value, respect your time, respect your home, your place, your privacy, all of that. They don't even want to respect your growth, your change. Um, you becoming some, not all. So I think it starts there. And if you cannot create that boundary or boundaries there, you won't be able to do it anywhere because that's the foundation. It has to start there. And you, if you're listening, you need to be the one to start it. I think whatever we start and journey through, like we, we, we go we go for it. We fall, but we get back up. We go for it again. When you do that long enough, the people in your life, because there are some people that may get on your last nerve, but they're going to be in your life. When you do that, when you're consistent and when you are, when you know your limits and you put them to the test, you make them known um, and you are intentional about it, you get away, get away from the feelings. You know, we have to start learning to separate feelings. It's okay to identify with those feelings, but 
what's causing those feelings because the way the only way you're going to have feelings about something is there's there's something attached to that feeling something has created that feeling so we got to get past the feeling and get to the root of things but know your limits don't don't live life from your feelings figure out what emotion is triggering that feeling and eliminate that emotion the feelings will go and you've got to realize that, that no is a sentence. If, if you don't put anything behind it, it's a sentence. And there's nothing wrong with taking care of yourself. But when you do that, what I was going to say is you give people permission to do the same. Because I bet you they want to. But because nobody in the family is doing it, nobody's willing to be um, the kid on the block that's, that's talked about, that's, you know, but they, they might talk about you, but they won't. There's some that they just won't leave. They won't leave your presence. Why? Because you're doing something that they want to do. They're seeing something in you that they want to see in themselves and that they know is there. So you start it. Start it in your family. And, again, we don't have to be cruel about it, but consistent. And it could be small, you know. Friday nights, you guys, I'm, 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 I got to start taking some time for myself. I don't know what I'm gonna do and how I'm gonna do it, but I'm, I'm gonna start. So then, when they call you Friday night, remember I told you I was gonna start, you know, taking some time for myself. I'm gonna read a book tonight. Maybe, maybe Saturday we can do that. So we don't have to be mean about it, but it is necessary. And again, Rod, to answer your question, it starts with family. I agree, Tammy, and 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 with that, um, I think um, now is a good time to you know just uh, bring it to a close. Uh, don't leave us yet, you guys. Um, <laughs> any anything? I, I know you have something going on tomorrow, Tammy. Can you share that again uh, for those who may have joined us late? Yes, 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 you guys. Don't remember for those of you who are listening and who are near um, in or near Memphis, I would love, love, love your support. I am so excited about this um, speaking engagement. The title is It's More About Communication Than We Think. And so I'm speaking on yeah. the importance of communication, um, effective communication, of course, uh, power power of communication and things like that. So uh, it's called Nerd Night. It's at the rec room. starts at 7. I am uh, the second of three speakers. So if you're going to come, I encourage you guys to get there a bit early because, like I said, it is truly a Chuck E. Cheese for adults. Um, they have it set up like this, this, it's this huge place with, I guess you can call it like living room section. And then we're off over to the one side of the building where they have um, a couple of tables and some chairs, and then they have, like, the bleachers set up. So that's going on, and it's in this little area to the left. But there are people who are sitting in, like, these little living room stations. You know, they may be eating pizza or um, on couches and things like that. You know, they got the little food. Pizzas taste to me like Back in the day when, I don't know who will remember this, but I used to love the pizza when I was in junior high and high school. Oh, my gosh, I used to love pizza days. And to me, that's what the pizza tastes like. It tastes like 
you know, old school pizza. So I'm excited, um, and I hope, again, that you guys will come out, if you can, and show your support. Um, That's all. I guess nothing else that I can think of that's going on soon. All righty. And, Tammy, I know you mentioned uh, doing a show on um, my book, Tired of Being Black, uh, doing another show on it soon. Um, One of the things that it made me think about is uh, with a book like that, it is it, it it's it's sad. I mean, it's good for me, but it's it's sad in the, in the great scheme of things that books like that will probably always be relevant, um, just because of things that go on uh, within the black community and things that um, go on um, towards the black community. Um, you know, I was I. I I was just thinking today about, um, you know, I saw that uh, ABC canceled um, Roseanne's show after after what she said, and I, I think one of the things that's always mind-boggling to me in these situations is one, uh, how people can come out and how people can say things and know what they're saying, and they're okay with it until there's backlash. And then all of a sudden, um, they're sorry. And for me, and, and, and people usually get mad, you know, when I say things like this, but this is why I don't have a problem with people who let it be known who they are and how they are. Not to say that I don't have a problem with uh, people. Uh, not that I, I don't like. I have a I have a huge problem. Let me put it this way: I have a huge problem with racism. But you know what? I appreciate the person who tells me that they're racist, because at least I know you are, and at least. We don't have to try to figure this out, and I know how to deal with you. So when people come out and they say things and they refuse to take it back, I'm like, you know what? I I at least respect the fact you have accepted who you are and you want everybody to know. And not only that, I mean, we're seeing so many videos and so many cameras and clips of police brutality and uh, excessive force. And it's unfortunate that we still have high levels of crime, but it is also unfortunate that we still have punishments that don't fit the crime. It's unfortunate. And I really hope that one day one of the boundaries that is set in this country is that regardless of our differences, we at least respect each other because that has been missing ever since this country even started. 
Tammy, that's all I have. For those of you who've tuned us who tuned in with us tonight and every night, we thank you guys so much. Uh please set your reminders for our new uh day. Our time will still be the same. But please set your reminders for Tuesday night. Um and please join us um if you can. And if you cannot, please be like our caller who said that they have the show on repeat and they go back and listen to it multiple times. Let that be you. Thank you for your support. Thank you for always being there for us, you guys. We appreciate you, and we don't take it for granted. Until next time, have a great week. Be blessed and be a blessing. Good night, everybody. But I know change all time.